Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Golf Pod. This is episode eight. Liam, how are we doing? Pretty good. Yourself? Doing well, dude. It's been a while since we've back, been back in this building. Yeah. You know, yeah, last that. pod was a while ago. Last podcast in here was two weeks ago because uh, last week's was the preseason interviews. So yeah. So we, did, we didn't have to meet for that. That was over spring break for us. So yeah, it feels good to be back. Yeah. How are you looking for the rest of the semester? Was your, How was your break? Good? Yeah, it went by quick, but, uh, you know, excited to get back. Golf season starts next week, pretty much, so. Yeah. No, no, we're pumped for that. Uh, guys, if you haven't followed us on our social medias, uh, everything is linked in the bio, podcast, Apple podcast, yeah, the Spotify. Yeah, we get a lot of Apple podcasts. Yeah, you guys are going crazy on our podcast. We always appreciate the love. Uh, YouTube, obviously, you know, we're going to be pumping out content soon. Um, you know, TikTok, you know, we're not too big on TikTok right now, but you know, once we start getting out to practice every day, you know, we're definitely gonna be able to pump out some content. So, um, just real quick, you guys, we've, uh, we've been able to play a little bit of golf, you know, it's more consistent right now. We're getting out yeah, a little bit, we, uh, baby steps, right? Each time's been, um, condition wise a little better, obviously yeah. like we were like looking decent then we got like snow and then. Yeah. yeah, it's sunny the next day, and then it snowed again. <laughs> We're like a week behind schedule. Yeah. But that being said, we'll be starting next week. Courses are opening up all around us now. Yeah. This... Pins are, you know, tee boxes are where they're supposed to be, and uh, greens are rolling out. So it's not 100%, but I'd say it's like 90, maybe like 80. Uh, it's, a, it's like 75. So it's, um, for those of you who don't really know, so up in New England, um, we get a lot of snow, super wet. Um, and by super wet, we mean like, you know, a lot of courses won't have you tee up on the tee boxes because of divots, like big, big divots. It's like, you know, a day after a rainstorm, yeah. um, standing water, um, a lot of standing water, extra, extra pair of socks. I mean like, yeah, no, it's, it's what it's, 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 um, even condition wise with clubs, like, you know, you're not hitting it as far just because of how much like you're digging, um, short games tough. Cause with wedges, you know, it's, it's just so wet everywhere. Yes. Some greens will roll, some won't, but, uh. But no, it's it's happy. We're good to get out. Happy to get outside and be able to play. And then you know, in the next few weeks, once uh, you know, course uh, course guys can get out there and work on the courses and um, have some grass to cut and have some grass to cut. You know, we're going to be looking good. So stay tuned for all that. Um, everything you can find is in the social medias. Um, and now we're going to kind of jump in. Actually, yeah. real quick, really big, uh, really big announcement. Actually, with Golf Spoon, guys. I know you guys saw it on our story in the post. Golf Spoon is now an official partner in Blazer Golf Podcast, five-in-one divot tool. Yeah, it's a great tool. You know, you uh, so pretty much it's like a stencil. It's like a custom stencil. Uh, you can get your team's logo uh, for your school. You can get, like, a logo of, like, a dog, a cat. You customize it. You yeah. put it in a little uh, – it's pretty much a spoon, and you put your golf ball in it, and you just have that stencil. And it also works as a club holder, uh, divot fixer. You can, like, mark – your tees with certain yeah i think that's innovative you know a lot not a lot of you know you it's like measured out too so like you know if you like to tee the ball really low for iron shots or whatnot like you tee at the top like you put it down like you know for drivers you want to tee it up dumb high you want to hit like you know a nice high draw out there Mm -hmm. because you guys like to hit draws i guess um you know you know you can tee it up high and let it fly um and also, we didn't even talk about it. The uh, right next to the stencil is a triple track, and you're a big fan of the uh, the yeah. lines on the golf ball. Yeah, I like the lines on the golf ball, especially within like ten feet, or if you know the brakes really mm. well. Uh, big fan of that. We're gonna be getting our hands on some soon. Yeah, we're um, pumped. So yeah, look look for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, we got we a, got a code. Yeah, I was uh, just say we got a code too. Put it on screen. It's all uppercase blazer golf, one word. Yeah, um, get on it, guys. It'll be in the description as well, uh, as well as a link to. Their, uh, their Amazon store, Amazon right? And Etsy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, go check those guys out. Really cool. It's pretty cheap, I'd say. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's a great product. You you'd would you think something like that in the golf market, right? Like, you know, going into, like, products and stuff. Like, you know, there's some David tools out there for, like, 50 bucks. Like, dude, guys, this is a five-in-one tool. What is it, like, 16, 17 bucks, 18 bucks? It's well worth it. Like, it's well mm-hmm. worth it. So, you know, once we get our hands on ours, um, they're in the mail. You know, we should have them soon. You know, you guys will definitely be seeing them. Um, and you know, we got some other stuff in the works. So guys, stay, we, we got some big stuff coming. So stay in, stay, uh, stay tuned. And, uh, we're going to jump into today's episode. Celine, what's on the agenda today? Yeah, we're going to talk, um, 
We're going to talk some pace of play. Uh, you don't have to do that way. No. Nah. All right, all right, all right. It's just like, I mean, like if that, otherwise you have to put it like. Yeah, no, I got it. I see what you mean. I just don't know if you could see it. If you just look at that though, like anytime you just look at that, like it's fine. Like it doesn't mm. matter. Um, we're going to jump into some pace of play. Yep. We're going to talk about uh, golf ball technology. Ooh. Uh, and then we're going to touch on some modern and uh, historical traditions of the game of golf, uh, some of the stigmas around it and how that's changing, just like the evolution of golf, I guess. Yeah. Um, not oh. too specific, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to speak our minds. But, yeah, I think we have some decent, uh, decent stuff to get into. Yeah. So um, another thing, too, guys, I know – you know, a few last few pods have been uh, Liam and I. You know, guys are busy. You know, preseason it's tough uh, to get them on here. But you know, once we start getting in a regiment with schedule, um, I feel like we'll be able to get a lot more people on. Um, and tell you what, it was really good to hear from Coach uh, in the interviews. Yeah. So I, I hope you guys like that because that was a really uh, that was one of our better pieces. I think. Yeah, we got a lot of good feedback on that. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, yeah, link in the last, description. Last episode, so. Yeah, hopefully we can continue to do stuff like that. And with your feedback, we'll just keep getting more consistent and whatnot. So Yeah. So you said golf ball, right? Yeah, there's big news, right? Yeah, big news with the USGA uh, trying to limit distance again. Um, and on the post, on the cover of the post, they had Bryson on there. That's that's kind of a shot. What do you think? No, he – I mean, he probably would embrace it. That's That was – he was going to – change the way he plays golf and maximize how far he hits it and he did it and it, i'd say it worked he didn't see like i wouldn't say it was dominating no but it definitely did, was impactful it changed a lot like look like now this is coming out you saw people like rory saying they're gonna try to gain distance everyone's trying to gain distance and swing speed and yeah his effect was was legit and uh i think this is a result of it yeah um I think it's interesting. So I think if, uh, a few weeks back now, they cut down. They made a local rule uh, to cut the legal driver lane from 48 to 46, uh, which those of you who don't know, that's a pretty big, it's a pretty significant change. Um, before, everyone didn't like Phil because of the whole Saudi thing. He was pretty frustrated about that and voiced his opinion. Um, and Bryson obviously is not like it either because that's what he's getting used to. Um, but I think for a lot of the majority of guys on tour, it's not that big of a deal. No, I don't think um, so either. Yeah, but I think something that is really going to take uh, the tour by storm is changing the golf ball because that's what's being um, proposed right now. Yeah, and that's not just going to change the um, – I mean, that's going to change for us too. That's going to change that, – Yeah, that's changing the, the, the game. The pro level to, you know, the very casual level. Um, I mean, you got a whole – that's a whole other question of like, you know, golf ball regulation, which – we've never really had to think about whereas if this rule comes into change and i'm not sure if it's gonna i'm not sure no we don't know guys gonna, but, but like if that does then man you got another whole yeah like problem arising with are people using the right golf ball but hopefully we don't go down that path yet hopefully yeah the ball is doesn't change too much and uh we'll figure something out so i think an interesting comparison that we're going to do here um just before these changes happen um let's kind of compare our predecessor of the golf ball, like, you know, for example, like the bladder ball, like, you know, 2000s Tiger, what he was using, those things spin like hell. Like all the pros back then played super spinny golf balls. And, you know, a lot of you guys uh, will think like, oh, you hit a full wedge shot, spin back 10 feet. Like oh, that's a lot of spin. Think that, but like, you know, spinning so much more like, for the, for the guys who know, like, the actual RPMs, like, you know, full wedge shots, like, 13, 14,000 RPMs. Like, a stupid amount of spin. Um, and even off the driver, you think, um, with Persimmon Woods or with, like, the metal, like, the Callaway Big Berthas, like, super spinny golf balls, um, you know, being absolutely bombed. Yeah, you and know? that's – you're always going to get the people that say, like, oh – these players are blessed nowadays because you know they don't have to deal with the miss hits as bad. Like you can, I mean, you got these like Taylor made the twist face. I mean, it's just built for a miss hit. You know, it's yeah, no, it a is bad swing. It's obviously worked with a good swing, but like it's crazy how you can just still bomb it three hundred and miss hit it, and like you're not out of bounds. Or it's like you know, so those people are always going to be like, oh, it's like too easy now. But I still think with that comes 
just the evolution of golf and we'll get to that in a little bit but like the athletes are getting better the yeah the average player on tour is coming out younger stronger more athletic i mean yeah and better fit it's only gonna get that's exactly yeah it's only gonna get the golf's only gonna get better you know it's not just because the equipment the equipment definitely helps Mm -hmm. probably shorten that time it took uh but yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I think um, two points I want to make. So, um, you know, if you go into your any local golf shop, you know, Dick Sporting Goods, even Target, like Walmart, even like any store that you go to that sells golf balls, you know, each brand has a lineup. So, like, you'll see, um, Titleist has this metric. We can, we can throw it up on screen. I think um, they post on their Instagram all the time. So, um, they have like the AVX. The Pro V1, the Pro V1X, and the Pro V1 like left dash. Um, so they have, you know, that's what four golf balls. They got way more than that too. <laughs> yeah, and they have way more than that. But these are just like the premium lineup, right? Like, uh, it's crazy to think how like you know using different dimple patterns, weights, like certain stuff in like the material of the golf ball. Like it's crazy to completely change a ball flight. Yeah. Like you know, I know the AVX um, low spinning, like super low ball flight, and then you have the left dash, which is like. You know doesn't spin goes dummy high and it just goes forever so you know think about it let's use you for example um you know liam you hit the ball stupid high and i hit the ball really low so uh, if you if i was going for a ball fitting which these things like these exist like yeah golf ball fittings exist like this is what we're talking about right like golf ball fittings liam would probably get an avx in terms of titleist and i'd probably get a like a left dash or you know something to get my ball flight up so you know think about it if we go back in time on tour when you know all the guys were using the same blades same woods you know maybe a different putter and all the same ball it's like you know it's like putting everybody in the same room for an sat and they get their different store different scores but then, you know, if you change it and you're like, hey, we're going to give everybody a different level of book or you can bring three books or whatnot, you know, whatever your weaknesses are, you're going to bring that book, right? Like you're going to fill that um, that need. So I feel like, you know, you guys with TaylorMade, Titleist, Shrixon, like, dude, like literally the fact that I can go get fit for clubs and see data that perfectly represents how I need my game to be and what'll best fit. Like that is so much of an advantage compared to just being like, shit, everybody else is using these Wilson blades. Yeah. You know, might as well hit them. It's a fair point. I think, uh, I do think the golf ball is very optimized right now. I don't, Absolutely. Like, I don't think they should be pushing it more. Right? No. I think it's, you know, as it is, as it's been the last decade or whatever, I know it's been improving, but let's just say the last 10 years, like since the urethane covers and Mm -hmm. whatnot, like in the multi-core, I don't know know too much about it, but it's, it's very well optimized. I don't think if you do it any further, like then you could start being like, Hey, like this is still like this is too much i think there still has to be a consequence for hitting the ball bad or spinning it too much well absolutely there has to be uh yeah right now they're on the line so i can see why they want to maybe dial it back um so i don't know it's weird like because it's such a different we always think about it as you know how is it gonna affect the pros right mm -hmm. you know like it's not it's not gonna affect them for nothing i mean i mean regardless at the end of the day like they have tour trucks like those guys yeah. can... They're going to figure it out. They're, their game's not going to get affected too much. No way. And ours isn't either. That's why it's like, well, wouldn't you rather keep the ball a little more forgiving for amateurs to keep them engaged and keep them wanting to, you know, do all that? And Well, I feel like... I, I don't know why we need to really... I don't think you need to change it up too much, but there's definitely a discussion around it. Well, my question to you is, do you think that the golf ball needs a rollback? Do you think that they need to, you know, take a step back or... I think. Uh, what do you think? I think as it is, is, is the farthest it can go. If that makes sense, like End of as line. far as it's going, I understand distance is relative. Mm-hmm. I do think right now, like I do think, like spending time in the gym and being athletic, you should have that advantage of being able to hit it further than. Yeah, you know, absolutely. With you, all the equipment, with this, like a basic level, if everyone's using the same ball driver, right? Like I do think that should be allowed. 
Because um, obviously, if you roll the ball back, everyone's just going to be hitting it. What say? Say you. It's just relative. If you shorter than driver, right? You're. They think it's going to only affect the people using the 50 inch drivers or whatever. Like, yeah. Which is true, but with a golf ball, like that affects everyone. Everyone's just going to hit it. The same, like if the top ten long drive hitters are still going to be the top ten, just a few yards shorter. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, that's true. If, if the same changes are made, or if the same rules apply, or whatever, right? So, I don't think you need to roll back. It's really close. Uh, I understand why they think that. Personally, I think like it's fine how it is. Um, it's been like this for a while. We've had a, we've seen a bunch of good golf. I like the golf balls personally. Um, I still hit a ton of miss hits. The balls too much for me, but that's because you know. Yeah, I. <laughs> that, that well, that's what I was gonna say though. Like. You know, I feel like amateurs have it hard enough already. You know, I, I don't know the percentages off the top of my head, but like how many golfers in the United States, uh, let's not even use the United States, across the world, how, what percentage of golfers have broken 80? Like what percentage of golfers have broken 75 or broke 75? Like how many golfers, how many golfers have broke par? Like it's it's so relative. Like how many golfers are swinging it hard enough for a golf ball to make a substantial difference. You know, you have, you know, millions and millions and millions of people across the world who play this game, right? And I understand that on the highest level, these things need to be implemented. Like, if you're going to make any kind of industry change, it has to be at the highest level. Because that's, you know, if the pros are doing it, then, you know. And also for competitive integrity, right? Like when Bryson came out and said, like, the harder I swing, the straighter it goes. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem because, I mean, like, I understand that's his way of getting the advantage and he's just abusing the, he's exploiting the flaw in, in technology. And I see why they want that to not be a thing because, like, if you want to promote driving accuracy, you know, for a tough course, you need to, Good luck. you need to make it rewarding to hit the fairway and also yeah. rewarding to maybe take three wood off the tee and take that risk of, Losing distance to gain the accuracy. Yeah, the approach, the angle. Whereas if you're saying, oh, I'm just going to hit drivers hard as I can because it goes straighter the harder I hit it. like Then it's like, all right, I can see why they want to maybe do some rollbacks because, yeah. It, it takes the whole, like, you know, that kind of dives into course management. Not, we're not going to go too deep into that, but um, to touch on it, like, like you said, you know, if there's no reason to, you know, why the hell would you want to have an eight iron or a nine iron in when you can have a a, a wedge, a flip wedge, you know, like even what, if it's a different yeah, angle? What, like, what skills are you testing at that point? No, you're not. It's bomb and gouge. It's, it's yeah, and, then, and it's a putting contest, and that's what we don't like to watch as viewers. And I don't think the pros like it when it's a putting contest. No. I don't think. Oh. So yeah, so that's I guess where I'll net out is the golf ball is much more advanced uh it's 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 incredible it's, it's seeing in cra- crazy amounts of technology advancement in the last decade um it's good for amateurs i think having a ball that's forgiving and goes further and you know is easier to control is good for amateurs right it keeps people like us and even you know a little worse than us or whatever like it helps it, yeah it helps them out you know but the pro level i do think um, you could argue why there needs to be a rollback. Um, I don't know if what the USGA is implementing is right. I think it could be done better with equipment changes. I agree. Because that's easier to regulate on that on their end. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tough. It, it's hard. It's to, two different sports, really. You know? Yeah, it, it's 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 hard. Um, just how, how I said earlier, how individual it is um, how you can be completely fitted and in, in, you know. You can take someone who doesn't have the best, you know, equipment and you could give them all the best things and fit them. And, you know, that makes a substantial difference. So, you know, you know that's kind of how we're going to end on that point. But, um, you know, definitely a lot that can be talked about there. And um, definitely a good topic. Uh, if you guys agree or want to talk more about it, um, you know, back in the comments. Yeah, let us know. Because this is definitely an ongoing conversation and something that... Um, you know, us at Blazer Golf, especially with how many guys that we have, you know, the drastic, you know, demographic of our, our, our skill set of our team, um, you know, it's definitely something that's interesting to talk about. Another thing that's crazy about our team is that we are all lefties. 
Almost, uh, yeah. And then we'll take this will take a good segue into our friends over at Left Behind Golf. Yeah, let me take off the hat real quick. Um, so guys, as you can see, I am wearing the Blue Blossom Quarter Zip. Um, this is, you know, guys, you guys know, this is one of my favorite. I love wearing this. Like, you know, this hat, like, you know, it's a little bit old. I wore it all summer, but like, man, this thing is sweet. Um, springtime, you know, I don't know if it's announced yet. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but like, hey, you know, we're going to get some new stuff coming. Like, I can't tell you what. Um, but I talked with, uh, with uh, Greg, guy over Left Behind Golf, awesome guy, um, and he uh, he's got some really cool stuff in the works. So um, keep out on the lookout for you know more quarter zips, you know maybe some hoodies, some hats, some new designs. Yeah, um, check it out. Links in the description. Yeah, links uh, in the description. Code we'll put on screen. Codes also in the description. M yeah. Keith Ten. Yeah, M Keith Ten. Guys, get on that. Um, great company. You guys know the deal. Um, Left Behind Golf recently actually helped me um, start paying for some of my um, sponsoring some of my spring events. So um, huge shout out to them on a personal level. Um, I know this is Blazer Golf, but you know, talking for me, like you know, guys are legit. Um, they're helping me out, and you know, soon enough, you know, we're gonna hopefully get them on here, and you guys will probably meet Greg in a future podcast at some point. Um, you never know; everything's up in the air with our with our schedule, and. Uh, but no, if you guys want to get some, uh, if you know a lefty in your life who who wants to get their game up and be comfortable and rep their, uh, you know, their southpaw jeans on the course, guys, you know, look how sick this quarter is. It like, come on, dude, it's fire. And the gloves, dude, oh my god, dude, you wore them when we when we played last. Those clean. Go check them out, dude. They're clean. So guys, check them out. Always, always a good wear when you're wearing left behind golf. Buy lefties for lefties, right? That's right. Hell yeah. All right, jumping into yeah. the next topic. Um, what this we got? Is, this is a, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because I, I find it. myself complaining about it often, and it's everyone's going to complain about it. We all love a good pace of play debate. Oh god! Um, not even that. We're not going to be debating just how annoying it is because it is annoying. I can go on and on, but we're going to talk about uh, is pretty much is pace of play. How do I say this? Uh, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. Is 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 playing slow breaking an unwritten rule of golf, or I don't know? Is, should there be more punishment for it, playing slow? It's an interesting take. So um, when you proposed this topic, I kind of had an idea. Um, so there's a few scorecards, of course, I played at where at the top under the yardage, in between the, the par and the yardage. There's a number, and it's a timestamp of how long you should be taking to play the hole. So, um, for example, I remember this because I've, I've played this course so many times, but my old course at Maplegate, um, on their scorecard, I don't know if we can pull it up or not, um, probably not, but if they have it on, we'll check it. Um, but, you know, the first hole takes like 14 minutes to play. It's par five, 15 minutes. Then you get on the second hole, you get to like 27 or something like that. And it goes on until I think the total time of the round is like you know four i think it's four hours and 15 minutes um and i think that's standard you know for a foursome uh, of golfers to take you know about four hours four and a half depending on the day still too much i i, I, I feel like it's long for a yeah for a course that's busy and casual golfers yeah four if you're if you're done in four like that's a good job yeah i mean i know that when we play uh for practice or you know even just you know if, if our four guys get out right, you know, like you, John, me, and, and Alec or Matt or whoever's come with us, coach, whatnot, you know, I feel like, you know, we can bang out 18 holes and, you know, even walking Cold Springs three and a half hours. And that's a hard course even, to walk. Even, yeah. even three. I can walk nine and 50 minutes, you know, like literally. Yeah. If I'm playing, if I'm, you know, not having to look for the ball and whatnot. But, that, you know, but yeah, I, I think, um, I think this is more of a topic for the pro level, like, PJ Tour, where that is... Yeah, drag it there. Let's let's Because, obviously, like, in our college events, like, it's tough, but we're waiting on all the tee boxes, and that's a flaw of, like, how they're letting us off. You know, like, that's how they're letting the fives go off first, and, you know, you talk about just the actual, like, level of golf being played. Like, there's yeah. going to be more high numbers, lost balls. and Yeah. But when you're talking about the pro level, when they have a set amount of time to look for a golf ball if it's lost. Yeah, three minutes. They have a ton of spectators that see the golf ball, you know, like Watch you're playing ball. for a lot of money. You know, you're battling daylight with some of the tee times. Like, 
And in, in general, like you could really have a serious effect on your playing partner's performance if you are taking an absolutely insane amount of time. Absolutely. Getting them out of rhythm. So let's let's bring it there. What are your so, thoughts? So um, to kind of touch on the last one, um, you know, I can relate to that. I had a tournament where um, it was the um, New Haven tournament. Second day, I was in second place, and you know, I got paired up with two guys who, you know, both were well into the hundreds. Um, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, one of them was like, you know, I think mid 80s, 90s, but the, we had one kid who was in the way in the hundreds. Um, and, you know, the whole day, it was just hard to gain momentum, like on a personal level. So, you know, on tour, I feel like it's the same way. Um, you know, if you get some guys who are playing, you know, super well or whatnot, and then you just get like, you know, th there's a difference. Like, obviously, the tour. You know, it's not going to have a guy shooting 130 or a guy who's shooting like 80, mm -hmm. but you're going to have a guy shooting like, you know, if, if you're shooting like a 64, 63 round and you have a guy next to you is going 75, like that's a drastic enough difference, you think? Yeah, I I think because the PJ Tour has the technology to like time these players, know who has. Yeah, they've walking tracks, like, they're walking scores. There's not enough. I hate, like, I turn on the television sometimes and, like, you just feel, like, you see someone hit up, you know, putt out, right? And then, like, it's been, like, 15 minutes and you're like, dang, like, I haven't seen them hit their tee shot. Oh, just waiting. they're waiting on the tee. They're like, waiting on tee box, yeah. Like, you see all these guys and I'm just like, man, like, that's awful. I think at the, well, this is a one-off because the Pebble Beach, like, pro-am with all the celebrities and yeah whatnot. like that's different because the celebrities playing but that can go to show how bad it can be yeah like no, I two get it. groups waiting on the tee right oh, if you're trying to win a golf tournament like i don't know if if you think about when that scenario happens in like a normal pj tour event like there's got to be strokes given out just instead of going oh i'll put you on the clock mm. i mean like these guys are absolutely professional golfers they can do their routine they just decide to play slow because that's how they like it. But like, if you put them on the clock, they're gonna play faster, and you—they're not threatened because I've never heard of. It probably happens very rarely. I've never heard of someone getting a stroke penalty for playing slow. Like it probably never no. happens. Therefore, they're not afraid to take their time. Yeah. If you actually start giving, give out an incentive. Stroke, yeah. If you just give out a few, like give one to Rory McIlroy if he's playing slow, right? I don't care. Like, give one to the. John Rahm, if he's playing slow, and I don't know, no offense to Keith Mitchell, but like you take a really bad golfer, a really good golfer, like give him the same penalty. I don't care if you're number one. Yeah, no, like, keep it equal across. That I, I way, agree. when you're a hole behind, you're like, oh shit, like we're going to lose a stroke. Yeah. And I understand then the argument with like, oh, well, like what if it's not my fault? Like what if someone just made like an eight and the other person in the group made a seven and, yeah. and we were looking for a ball? Like, I don't know. It's 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 tough, but they can do better than it is now because yeah, no, I God, agree. it sucks. I think it just needs to be fair. I think if you're playing slow, mm. like, and this is like visually slow, like reading your putt, like all the angles, like I don't know. There's got to be a time limit. I got you. So I, I have a few examples I thought of. Um, so first thing to touch really quick on the putting, like I remember when Bryson. Um, when he was able to have the when you when there was putt, like putt books when that they could have, you know he would you know he I don't know if they wouldn't televise it, but like you know if if I'm watching on like ESPN Plus or whatever or, or whatnot like you know you watch the whole thing, dude, you know he takes four minutes to hit a twelve foot putt, yeah, like you know and, and that's long. Um, one other thing too that recently happened, we were on the phone um the other day and you were I know we were on the course and you were like you know you, this guy missed a putt and I forgot who it was he missed a putt and it went like just behind the hole. And he, and he looked at it, you yeah. know, for, you know, what was that? I, I, I yeah. remember. Yeah, during the players, um, Aaron Wise had, like, this eagle putt on the Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. It was on, it was, it wasn't, I think it was, like, Saturday. He was finishing up his first round because mm -hmm. that was a hole. <laughs> but you want to talk about place to play, guys? Yeah, oh, my God. They that, did a good job trying to get They there. did a great job, but, But man. he had this eagle putt on, like, I think 16 the par 5, and, like, it's tracking the whole way. They have a good you know, camera angle of it, and then it just misses, and it goes like I don't know, a few inches behind the hole. It's not overhanging on the lip; like it's just, it's just a miss. Yeah, yeah, it's a miss putt. You know, I understand. Oh man, like dang, like have a quick, you know, three seconds and go tap it in. Start walking towards your ball. Yeah, right? finish up. 
he literally puts his hands on his knees, looks the other way for like 10 seconds, looks at his caddy, stands up, walks behind, re-reads the putt. His putt's still like there. Like you got Like the other players are trying to get their. They didn't their mark shot it. Ready. Like you know, if you're not gonna finish it, just mark he's it. He's talking to himself. He's talking to his caddy. Like standing there. Like I'm like, dude, go hit the ball in and then do that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah for real. You don't need to sit there and waste everyone's time. And you still made a birdie. Like you had a good shot for eagle. I understand you're baffled at miss, but it's just it just happens. That's I mean, was he was he in contention? No. <laughs> so guys, you know that's. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I think everybody at their home club or home course knows a guy who's just like, you know, you miss a putt, you got like a three-footer, like, you know, some guys grind over those three-footers. It, it wasn't like, like it was a 540 lip out. No, and you're actually he just missed the putt, dude. He missed like, on like the low side, and he's just like... Another example points. that I thought of, too, from the players is the whole um, Daniel Berger thing Yeah, with Hovland and, and Damon. Like, you know... I'm not going to put my opinion in because obviously, you know, that's already resolved. It happened how it happened. But like, you know, you watch the clip, right? I got it on my phone. No, it's a four minute clip and there's no golf shot in that clip. It's just like him hit like after the shot and then walks all the way, walks all the way back. Like I understand that those rulings need to happen. Right. But the second that Hovland and Damon were both like, you know, I don't know, dude, like official came over. He said, oh, you guys have to pick side between yourselves. The, the second that, that Hovland and Damon said, yeah, no, you got to drop here, it, it should have ended right there. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, I nothing against Daniel Brigger, man, but, like, I, I understand it's impactful to your round. You know, you were sort of up there. But, like, it's man. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And, and trust me, I don't think those other guys are doing anything to dog you, right? Like, obviously not. They ended up agreeing on, like, in the middle, right? Like, they didn't give Daniel Berger his 30 yard from the green drop. But they didn't have him go all the way back 170 yards. Like Yeah. They met somewhere in the middle. It's fine. But like you said, that was four and a half minutes. And then guess what? Hovland has to do his re- shot routine. Yeah, he has to drop the ball. Game has to do his routine. Yeah. Terberger has to hit again. Like, And that's a par five. You're going at it in two. People are probably on the tee box. People are probably on the fairway waiting. Yeah, dude, it's it's such a... And then all of a sudden know. you get someone who maybe comes off birdie on 15, right? Like, oh, they're getting... You got momentum. And then you got to, you know, something like that. It's going to completely change your pace. Like, you know, if someone in your group has an issue, you know, instead of thinking about your next golf shot, you know, maybe chatting with your caddy or, you know, getting a drink of water, like, you know, something that keeps you in the zone, you know, you have to disassociate. Yeah. And it, and I feel like something like that is just, you know. Well, it, that's man. It, just from a personal level, from what we experience, like it kills me when I'm when I'm. If I have any sort of like momentum and it's not too bad in college tournaments, right? It's no, not it's too bad, not. But, there are times where it's just like, say you're playing in front of me, like I'm watching you tee off every hole. Yeah. And then I have to wait, watch you hit all your tee shots, hit your second shots, then we go and it's like, there it, was one it's time, slow. There was one time where I watched the group in front of you hit, then your group I remember hit, that. I remember that. And then I hit, and I, I think I made triple or double or something on the hole, and I was just like, because by the time it was my turn to hit. I was 18 at a... Yeah, by the time it was my turn to hit, it was just like, dude, I haven't hit a golf shot in 30 minutes. It was long, guys. It was long. So that's when it's just like, dude, how does it get to this point? And of course, that's a different setup the way they... Yeah, that's a different conversation. But but just when you're you're talking pace of play in terms of how it affects your golf, like it's so relevant. Anyone who says that it doesn't affect them is just lying to you. It just... There's no way you can sit there if someone takes four minutes to read their putt. You're not like what the hell? No, it's 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 a joke. Um, it's just a joke. I one thing I wanted to mention too: the uh, USGA did try and combat it a little bit, and um, in some tournaments, it's a local rule with pros can use a rangefinder. Yeah, because you know, well, like, like guys, I, listen. There's, okay, there's an argument with this too because I heard it could take you if you add rangefinders, right? It actually could slow pace of play down. I don't know. So, hold on. This is well, – let me – okay, you can go – you want me to go first? Because well, I have a take. All right. I, I think I'll say mine and then I think – because I – Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Right. Go go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Because if players use range finders, they're also going to continue using their yardage books, right? So they get 147 with the range finder and their yardage book says 143. Not a big difference to us, but to them that could be a different club, right? Different shot. Okay, all of a sudden – their routine instead of saying all right 143 
this, 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 go. It's like, all right, 143. Oh, range finder is 147. Well, let me reshoot it. Well, which one do you think it is? Uh, you want to go with the yardage book or that? I don't know. And then all of a sudden they're not committed. They step off. Like, I feel like that could be, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what I've heard. And I, I, it's, it could be real, especially at that level. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, so my opinion with range finders would be, um, you know, think I, I think since the caddy's holding right, like the player's not taking it out of their routine to you know shoot the pin. Um, so I feel like if the caddy is the one who's shooting the pin, or not even shooting a pin, like you know, what's the word of that bunker? Oh, carry the bunker is two hundred five. Oh, what's a pin? Oh, two thirteen. You know, how far is that ridge in the middle of the green? Like how much space do I have? You know, if you know if you have three yards, you're like, oh shit, I got like I got four paces. What does the green book say? Like okay, I got enough. Like I feel like it's a, a quicker way to get information rather than like you know. I th- we always talk about like Jordan Spieth and his, his caddy Mike just you know talking about the shot and like you know caddy player interactions we've talked about this super important you know it's important to have that relationship it's important to have um, all the data in front of you before you hit balls um, but this is my point and this is how I'm going to end it is all of these players regardless of who the hell they are they're hitting on trackmans they're hitting on launch monitors they are constantly taking their form and their golf swing and making it, you know, not as extreme as Bryson numerically as possible, but, you know, Rory can probably tell you all of his exact numbers off the top of his head, guaranteed. Yeah. Like, you know, I think all these guys can, but, you know, if some of these guys are playing, let's say, what's a flat course that has, like, no wind? Like, what's what's a course that has very limited variables? You think... I don't know the the one close to us that the Travelers Championship at River Highlands. Right? Yeah, that's there's, that's that's a great example. Really blow too much, you know. That's a good example. That they had a few fifty eight or fifty eight fifty nine there. So. Yeah, that, that's a great example. So I'm gonna make this point. You know, Roy McIlroy. You know, if he's in the fairway, you know, he shoots the pin. He knows there's no conditions. He gets one sixty five. He's pulling that club and going. Like he's pulling his one sixty five number. No questions asked. He's going for it. That's how it would be 95, 90% of the time. But I don't know, in terms of, but, I, there always will be a few scenarios where it, you know, but that happens anyway, you know. I mean, I think it would speed it up. In situations. But we don't know because people, are, I mean, guys have been on the tour for years and years and like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're more efficient with the books. Think about that, it. Exactly. Like, cause just because it's cause what they're what, used to. That's all they have, right? Sure. You know, they don't have to go against, oh, well, the rangefinder says this. Let's just trust the rangefinder and then they're not committed or who knows. I do think realistically it should play faster and that's why they probably implemented it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, for like the carries and whatnot, that's that's much faster than trying to figure out. Or like if you're in another fairway. Yeah. You don't have to like do the pace thing. You can just shoot. Yeah, no, that. you can just shoot the pin. Yeah. So that would be faster, but. Who knows? There's pros and cons. Um, I definitely am very happy that we can use rangefinders. Yeah. I don't think, um, you know, not to dog anyone on the D3 level, but I don't think guys like Matt or Alec are going to try and, you know, well, pace out shots and well, figure it that, out. Like, they probably would if they if it was beneficial to them. They had to, yeah. Like, right now, like, sometimes, like, even sometimes when I'm playing, like, rangefinders are beneficial if used correctly. Like if you aren't hitting it well or you're just trying to hit the fairway, hit it up near the green, you know, like a matter Alec, like they're not trying to stuff. They don't even know. They don't, like if we hit our eight iron consistently within 10 yards of each each shot, right? Rangefinder is probably okay for us, right? Because we know. That's fair. But for them, like they don't know if they're going to go 140, 160, yeah. 135, 165. So like, at that point, like you just want to get to a level where like you can be consistent enough to use it. Yeah, um, I agree. And sometimes, like I feel like when I'm using rangefinders, like that's just a confirmation. Like I already will know what club I'm gonna hit mm-hmm. when I get step up to the ball. But I just want that, like you know, hey, like yeah, this is this is correct. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, um, you know, I have a round where I, you know, if I forget my rangefinder, I'm kind of in dead water. Um, you know, I have a good feel for distance. I have a pretty good eye um, when I'm on the course. But, you know, sometimes it's just like if I'm hitting that, like you cannot tell me, right, if I didn't had no idea what Cold Springs was, right, and I pull up to the first tee, 
I don't know what club I'm hitting, dude. Like, I might pull three iron from the tips. Think, like, yeah. yeah. Seeing that whole, guys, you guys have never seen this hole. And I know we always talk about cold springs, but, like, if you guys haven't seen this, like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, guys, imagine your local sledding hill. Or imagine your local bigger than that. Like, you're hitting basically off of a 60 feet. You know, from the, even from the white tee box, know. it's got to be at least 40 feet. And then to the green, it's another 30 down. You're thinking, you know, 70 feet down, usually into wind. <laughs> like 220, 210 raw distance, you know, without even slope. And, you know, I think off the back tees, I'm hitting five, four iron, you know. Yeah, I usually if, hit like six or five from the, or, yeah, yeah. And you'd never think it because it just looks so damn far. So I feel like if I didn't have my rangefinder, I'd kind of be out of, I'd be in dead water. I'd be like, shit, this is the first hole of the day. I'm not warmed up. I have no fucking clue what number I'm hitting. Um, and I feel like that's the number, or I feel like that's the situation for a lot of other amateur golfers. So that's why I feel like having a rangefinder personally, and, you know, for other amateur players as well, like, you know, before even rangefinders were popular, they have like the hat, the hat clip GPSs. Like you know, I was like, you ever see like you know? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, like guys, GPS uh, has highly impacted the amateur game. I feel like it always should. And for us, that one hundred, there's no other way you can tell me different. One hundred percent that increases the pace of, uh, of keeps down the pace of play. Because we 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 don't have caddies, you know. For the large majority of us, we can't, like, these courses don't have yardage books. I mean, a lot of them do, but some of them don't. And, you know, there's only so much you can learn from a scorecard. And, you know, even for these tournaments, you know, you know, I remember um, this fall we got lucky and, you know, a few of our courses were on 2K. And we were very, very, like, you know, still, like, you get to the first tee and you get it, but you don't. Even if you, even if you're in the fairway and you see the 150-yard marker, right? You can't tell where the pin is on the freaking green. Like if it's a big green, like no it could way. Be, it could be in the back. It could be in the front. Yeah. It could be like on the right side. There could be like a dip. You know, the one fifty could just be wrong. I mean, like it, yeah, they could have moved the green or yeah, something. yeah. When they're cutting the grass, they could have moved the stick. You know, you don't know. I think an example would be uh, Liam when we played Heritage um, on the front nine. There's a whole um, f- whole five or six right after a par three uphill par four. Um, you know, both of us were hitting flip wedges into the screen, 50 yards maybe, and the pin was on the front. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, I want to be under the hole. I'll hit it a little bit to the right. And then, guys, I'm 50 yards from the screen. I could have walked to it in maybe 20 seconds, and I hit it a little bit right. I'm like, oh, it's a good shot. Rolled down a massive ridge. I'm putting into, like, up a bowl. I didn't even see it. Like, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, something like that, you know, if you don't have a range, like, obviously, I'm not going to range find a 50-yarder, or maybe I will. But, like, you know, if I can't see it from 50 yards, what if I'm 120 yards back? Like, how's that going to change my shot? Yeah. And that's it's, course knowledge is the whole, you know. Yeah, that's that's a different conversation. But um, We're talking about, you know, first time playing a course. you got to have a range finder. I, you have to. And if you don't, you need to do some – got to do your damn research. You know what else you need? What? Oh, yeah, boys. I need to get one. No, I need to get one because I felt bad. I was using Mike's Caddy Splash. Oh, the range. Dude. Brutal. I, I, All the water's gone. We got to fill that back up. We got to fill much. it up real quick. My friends over at Caddy Splash, it's a golf club cleaning tool, and it, you know, there's water in the handle, so you just squeeze it. And, you know, while you're scrubbing your clubs, the water's coming out. Get some sparkling clean. Guys, it's not even dramatized. Like, if you make a divot and your clubs are dirty, I swear to God, if you're at the range and it's, it's wet, yeah, it's, dude, you need to use it. Like, it's so much better. Like, the towel leaves dirt on it. Like, nah, dude, you get the you get the cash, but I squish it. Get all the water on it, dude. Like, wipe it. It's clean. It's so clean. Like, you might say, like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I clean my clubs. And after every shot, I clean my clubs after every shot so they don't really get dirty. I I feel the same way, but when I was on that range yesterday, Dude, right, it was I, hit, so wet. I hit like, what, nine different clubs. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I need to need to clean these. And they're just all filthy, right? Like, so, yeah, just, disgusting. It was like a dirt range. It was just filthy. And I'm like, well, 
scrubbing it's only going to do so much with my towel because I don't have any like, water. Yeah, There's not like a cloak cleaner there, right? I was yeah, like, you're not gonna, you do can't it. kick it off with your foot it either. Me, like, it took me one minute. You know, it was so Nine easy. clubs? So, yeah. Nine clubs. Guys, in a minute, nine clubs. Like, Go literally, what? Head it's over to uh, links in the bio. Yeah, yeah links in the bio, guys. Links in the description. Uh, code Blazer. Uppercase B, Blazer. Yeah. Uh, 10% off. Uh, really cool. You'll see on screen. Like, it's just... It's, it's so, so cool, guys. Um, definitely got to get my hands on one of those. Yeah, yeah soon, man. Caddy Splash, you guys are awesome. Um, and if you guys haven't even seen, they had an article, Golf Digest. You know, top nine tools you need uh, for your next rain session. No joke. Caddy Splash is on there. Golf Digest. You know, they're blowing up, guys. You got to get on this ASAP. You need a Caddy Splash on your bag. You know, if you have a, a wire brush on there, keep it on there. Still get a Caddy Splash. Like, you know, if, if the dirt's not coming out, wire, Caddy Splash it. Bro. You don't even need to clean your clubs at if home. You, if you go to the rain Seriously. and the dirt and your clubs get all muddy and you leave them, like... For real. Dude, it's effortless. Trust it's easy. Us. Trust like, us. Just go do it. Genuine product. You guys got to get it. Time you, next time you have dirty clubs, just think of it and just go order it right then and there. Like do in this Don't version. hesitate. Uh, moving on. Guys, um, if you guys have seen or haven't seen, um, we've gotten some really good feedback on this. Guys, our bracket. It's going pretty good at this point. We are one we're round in the semifinals. Yeah, one round in. Um, let well, me. It's, it's going to be the finals by the time this is live. I'm pretty sure. Oh God, man. So you know what? We're gonna, you know, I'm gonna pull up the bracket right now. How it is? Um, we're gonna go through it, and we're gonna make, you know, Liam. We're gonna make some live predictions. How about that? All right. So guys, um, up on the screen, you'll see the current bracket. You guys have already seen the winner by this point. Um, but at this moment maybe in time, not, maybe not. Maybe yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Let me. Yeah. Let me think. Uh, so this will be Monday, right? No, it'll be Sunday. Sunday will be the final. Yeah, because so Monday. No, this Sunday is semifinals, and then Wednesday will be the final. Okay, finals. so it won't even be the finals yet. No. All right. So you guys will have a say in this. Yeah. So you guys will see this. So Liam, I'll show this over to you. So um, we'll go from left to right. Um, so guys, iron covers versus double gloves. Double gloves one. Um, we have hip towel versus visors. Visor one. And guys, we're getting a lot of votes. We're getting like 20 plus votes per uh, per section. So these are all pretty valid. Three putt versus out of bounds. Three putt one. Uh, poker chips versus T markers. I didn't expect this. Upset, yeah. T peg got it. Liam, get the uh, right side here. Yeah. So uh, I don't know the results, but we had bunkers going against uh, hook. No, no, no. no, no. Oh, okay. okay. For the first round. Uh, bunkers went up against water hazards. Obviously, bunkers. Took the W there. Uh, slice versus hook. Hook came out on top. I think people just view slice as like a negative. Even I don't though, know, guys. Even though hooks could be worse. Uh, I know I voted hook. Um, I voted slice. Chunk versus slice skull. gang, where you at? Chunk versus skull. We had a tie initially, and then in the tiebreaker, skull came out on top. Barely. Guys, you guys can't decide between chunk and skull. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, guys. <laughs> and then lastly, rain. <laughs> Rain overtook uh, uh, wind. I feel that's that's a hot take. I I, I like I think uh, people people think playing in the rain is better than wind until they're actually in the rain. That's and, true. You know. So so guys, um, you know we're gonna have double gloves against visor. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, I'm going I'm going visor. I don't think double gloves. I think I, I think I got visor too. That's gonna be close. I feel like that's gonna be close because I know a lot of people um, wear rain gloves when they wear rain, rain gloves. That's double. different. I know it's it, different. It's still double gloves, but it's I'm talking a 80 degrees summer day and you're wearing yeah, double gloves. Nah, I don't know about that. Visor though, I think I got visor for that one. Uh, I got visor going against. Uh, no wait, no. Let's let's go down. Let's go down. Let's make our winners for each. And then yeah, we'll that's get, what I'm saying. I got visor going against. Three putt or tee peg? Oh my gosh. Guys, would you rather mark your ball with a tee peg or would you three putt? Are you doing both? <laughs> doing both. <laughs> Whoever does both. No. John is going to hate voting on this because he's not going to know what to vote. John's going to be like, guys, I do both. <laughs> I I think I'd rather use a tee peg as a marker I hate, than three putt. Yeah, I hate the three putts. So. I hate three putts. We don't like four putts. <laughs> I'm going to go. You know, if I'm I could, go visor versus three putt in the in the left side of the bracket. Really, I'm going visor versus T peg, and then you know. We'll I, go. I meant T peg. Yeah, 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 visor versus T peg, 
And oh, then, uh, we'll go on the right side. What, what you think visor versus T-Peg? What do you think? I, uh, I'm i going visor. Visor to the final. Dude, I think T-Peg. I honestly, like, no cap. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I think, I think T-Peg gang is going to... You'd rather mark your ball with a T-Peg than wear a visor. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'd rather wear a visor. I look like a dumbass with a visor. Me too. On. I mean... John rocks it, though. Yeah. John rocks it because you got that long hair. But anyway... All right, uh, so we got visor going up against what? Let's start off... Uh, I'm going. Oh. No, 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 visor. So visor. All right. So we have bunker versus hook. Would you rather be in a bunker? Or would you rather hook it, guys? I think this is easy. I feel like you usually hook it into bunkers. So <laughs> I was like, gonna say, uh, guys. I know personally, I hate seeing the ball turn to the right. I'm going I'm not hook. A fan. I'm going hooks. You can play a hook. Sometimes in a bunker, it plugs or, you know, I'm not the best out of bunkers. Absolutely. I'd rather not. hook it past the bunkers and just nah. chip. Nah, if you're, bro, you're wrong. No, I'm, I'm going hooks. I'm going bunker. I I need you guys listening to vote hooks. When hook makes the final, ooh. Guys, nah. We'll, we'll see. Hook I, ain't going to make. Come on, guys. You right. can't do me uh, like that. Bunker. This is my thought from bunkers, right? You know, guys, if you're in a fairway bunker, if you're in a greenside bunker, you know, it's so much easier. Like, guys, you're getting out of a bunker, right? You know, if you hit a hook off the tee, you're going out of bounds. Like, if you're in a bunker, like, sure. You can play the hook, though. No, you can play the hook. Guys, if you have guys, the, it's just like playing the slice. Every motherfucker <laughs> plays the slice nowadays. Just play the hook. You can hook it on the green. Yeah, John hooks it on the green. John hits those big draws. I could, you could be in a bunker. I'm, t- I would make. All right, I'm getting up and down. Well, I don't know, that's. It's what if it's place. what if it's OB on the left side? Because we're lefties. You're playing, OB left. You're hitting a hook. Come on. Because if you're playing a hook, you, you know that you can just hook it as far right as you want. <laughs> what do you mean hook it right? If OB's on the left. Yeah, you're a left. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, other way. Guys, if you're a righty and you're hooking it left and there's OB left, what are you going to do? Just keep aiming further and further. <laughs> Aim at the house. Seriously. Or <laughs> take a sh- I don't know. Shout out like, if you guys know that story. I feel like I, I make higher numbers if I'm in the bunker. Not all the time, but like I, I feel like I could make a par having to hit hooks. I feel like I'm making par out of the bunker more than I'm hitting par off of hooks. Anyway, I got a, I got a big fade bias though, so I'm on the other side. Um, that's right, enough. Enough on the fucking hooks. Uh, yeah, guys. It's- <laughs> Would you rather skull it or play in the rain? So let's this let's. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. Um, very objective. I think so. 18 holes in the rain, or you, you th- let's make an example. Like you know, if you're sculling it, like oh, like for the day. Two skull, like two, yeah, like, like a few skulls. Like if you're actually like catching are, the ball thin you consistently, are, you do not feel confident with any chips that you want to putt it from bunkers, right? Like that kind of skull. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> dude, I'm playing in the rain. I hate. It's easy to say being indoors right now, like thinking about sculling a chip, like oh, I'd rather play in the rain. But like if it's a cold New England. Like fall. It's tough. No, 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 it's tough, dude. I'd rather just live with this. If I'm hey, in a cold, rainy New England day, I shot on a par. So you know what? Like that's I have a personal connection to the rain. I enjoy playing in the rain, Um, not a ton, but like, but like, dude, I'd so rather be like, oh man, it's raining outside. I'm not hitting it that great, but I'm having a good time. Then just like having a a swing problem and sculling it. Like I feel like for me, like if it's a beautiful day. And I'm sculling it, bro. That's going to screw with me. If it's raining, at least I can be like, you know yeah, what? Actually, it's yeah. raining. I'm going to probably go rain that one, too. Just because. So. I don't know. All right. So rain. What do we? Oh, man. I'm Bunk. going. All right. So. I'll, whatever you my, pick. All right. I'm going. So I went hook versus rain. I'm going hook. I don't want to play in the rain twice. <laughs> I'm going hook. So all right, my final is visor versus hook. What, what, what are you looking? Bunker versus rain. I think. Uh, I think bunker. Uh, I think you know, and that would take it to bunker versus T peg. You said bunker versus T peg, guys. That's my take. Bunker versus T peg. Would you rather be putting with a T peg as a marker, or would you rather be in a bunker? You know, hey, just because you're putting with a tee peg doesn't mean you're not nasty at putting. Sometimes you pull up to the local muni, you pull up to Agawam, you know, 
You ain't need your ball marker rag. Get out of here. You put a T-peg in there, John style. Um, or hey, you know you're out. Of, you're in the bunkers. You're you chipped in from a bunker on nine, and you're feeling it, dude. Sometimes when you're in the bunkers and you're feeling it, you're absolutely yeah. filthy. Very few courses do I feel comfortable in the bunkers because the sand is just not existing. But it's tough. I I'm taking visor. I got T peg boys. T peg visor's gonna win it for me. All right, guys, you heard it here first. Liam's going visor. I'm going T-Peg. You guys, if you and want to avoid T-Peg winning this, you need to get in vote. Guys, if you guys let visor win, I, I, you know what? I'm going to put something on this. I'm going to put something on this. Guys, if visor wins, I will force myself in our next video to wear a visor. It has to be backwards. It has to be a backwards visor. And I, will, I will mark all my plus with a T. That's, see, that's so much better, dude. Oh, my God. If, if T-Peg wins. If T-Peg wins. wins, Liam has to mark his ball with the T-Peg. And if Visor wins, you know, I got to wear a backwards, backwards visor. visor. A backwards visor. Um, hair, no, not a haircut before. No. And, and you know what? We'll, we'll, up the, we'll up the ante here. If neither of those win, what do we do? If neither of those win... We both have to wear visors and T-Peg. Like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> we will film our video. If neither of those win, we're going to film our video with backwards visors. This isn't a visor. Left behind golf visor coming up, maybe. Who knows? Um, And we're going to be using T-Pegs. That is going to be painful. Please, guys. If anyone out there is listening, don't make me go through that. Just vote, just vote visor to begin with. Oh, no, dude. But yeah, that'll that'll be interesting, guys. I love the feedback we're getting with this bracket. Um, we're definitely getting a lot of uh, a lot of engagement. We love it. We appreciate everybody listening. Um, and guys, this you know this is one of many. We can keep on doing yeah. this if this you guys is. like it, which you seem to. Uh, let's keep it rolling, guys. You know, let's get a clear winner and let's see you guys actually wear a visor if you guys let visor win you you gotta wear a visor you know whatever the people choose right not exactly you guys gotta wear none a visor these, none, of these are good, none of these are good options this is like a hip towel best case scenario a hip towel guys i used to wear a hip towel and now i don't and you know what i don't regret it and the only reason guys this isn't even we already did the sponsorship right like we we already did our caddy's flash shit but i want to pick this up one more time guys i don't wear a, cat, a hip towel anymore literally because of the caddy splash brush and guys you guys clowned me for the towel bro like you guys clowned me and don't get me wrong it, don't get me wrong bro i was so tight in the fall season when i when people would shit on me for it because i was tight because my home course is wet as fuck yeah. but like dude Guys, it's it's not a great look. If like we pulled up to our first tournament, there's probably like a hundred something kids on the range. <laughs> range goes all the way around, and Mike's just like, "I'm taking the hip towel off." <laughs> That's gonna do it for us today. Yeah, guys, it's gonna it's gonna wrap it up for us today. As always, donation link in the bio, uh, socials in the bio. Everything's in the fucking bio. <laughs> yeah, guys, run us up. We're we're coming up, guys. We're gonna have more people on. We're gonna get some guests rolling in the future. Um, you know, nobody, guys, no more perfect brackets. So, I, I I got something going. Tag three friends in our one of our most recent posts. Tag what you win. If you pick what we, if you pick what wins, or if you picked what wins, it's not hard. It's not hard, guys. It's T peg. It's. Uh... <laughs> If you guys pick TPEG, if you guys go into the comments, you know, tell you what, we're going to follow you back if you comment TPEG. If you comment TPEG, I will follow you. Guys, we're running up. We're almost at 300 followers on Instagram. We're trying to get to 50 subs on YouTube. We're going to have content pumping this next coming week, dude. Practices. Guys, you guys aren't ready. Like, for real. I know we've been hyping this up. We got the camera now. Guys, the camera's filthy. Yeah, and just to go back real quick, if you do comment TPEG, I am unfollowing you on my personal account. Do you want them to comment, Visor, guys? If you guys care... I want them to vote, and I want to not play nine holes 
marking my ball. Nine nine versus eighteen rolls. I don't want that should have been a good one. That would have that would have yeah. Nah. I, we had a lot. Well we gotta save some yeah. options for future brackets. Yeah, we gotta save some for future brackets. But guys, as always, greatly appreciate you guys coming out. This has been the Blazer Golf Podcast episodes eight. Eight. I said seven at the intro, but it is eight. Guys, appreciate it. We're gonna head out. Uh peace. Later. Adios. Sign off. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>